Hello and welcome back to Future Prairie Radio, where marginalized artists explore the future through the lens of the arts, humanities, and culture. I'm your host, Joni Whitworth, and this is Season 2, Episode 13, Keep Getting Mesmerized, with Emily Darling. Emily Darling is a sociologist, stylist, producer, editor, model, and multidisciplinary artist. Her colorful photo shoots incorporate a diverse range of people and use bright, ethically sourced, sustainable vintage fashion to highlight unique beauty. In this episode, she speaks with us about the intersections of sociology and art, coordinating large group projects, and the future of collaboration. If you'd like to see Emily's work, check out her super fun Instagram at groovycurl. That's G-R-O-O-V-Y-Q-U-R-L. I think that everyone looking at content deserves to see things that, see images with people in them that they can relate to. Yeah, I I just try to be as inclusive as possible. My style cannot be written down just on paper and my style is evolving always, you know, like I'm always discovering new things, always being inspired by new things and people. I work as a creative director, stylist, model, and concept developer. I am really passionate about working with all kinds of different people from all walks of life, regardless of any categories that they fit into or any identities that they hold. My goal with the art that I create is to create an inclusive space to uplift um, all identities, uh, specifically queer femme folks and uh, all bodies. Body inclusivity is really important to me as well. And I work a lot on passion projects and just building a community of artists who genuinely enjoy creating the stuff that we create. And I don't really have any specific goals beyond that and I let stuff fall into place that just ends up falling into that place and through that I just I've built this community of friends that I get to call my best friends and also get to work on amazing projects with and it's just it's one of the most fulfilling things to me to be able to have a social creative outlet because a lot of other art mediums that I've enjoyed and still enjoy to this day, but they're, they're very isolated and I do them in isolation. And as an introvert, I think that getting out of my comfort zone and working with other people on art projects is something that kind of fulfills like a social need and a creative need in one. And I think that the, the purpose of art to me is really to build community and, and work with other people and listen to their ideas and and have that art be shared among just people in general and celebrated. So that is why I do art and I definitely heavily incorporate my understanding and studies of sociology and intersectionality into the art that I make and being aware of marginalized identities and how my privilege can be used to uplift those identities in photos and 
give voices to those people that may not be heard if they didn't have a community to uplift their voices. I grew up as a pretty confident person in general, like, and I attribute that a lot to just like my personality type and also just, I had a really stable family life and I'm very grateful for that. And so I think that I have like, I grew up having a good head on my shoulders. So that definitely does play a big role, I think, in just, being able to feel comfortable in your own own skin like allows you to do things i think or like put yourself out there in ways that society tells you you shouldn't i would say that people can focus on trying to enjoy like the part like parts of themselves and i think that Taking a step back and realizing how messed up like the social structures are in our society and how the goal is really to just keep people oppressed and especially like femme people, you know, you're taught to be ashamed of yourself and if you don't fit into a specific box, you, you're not worthy of being represented and that's a systemic issue and that's not something that is worth your time being a, being shameful of. And I think that knowing that it's not like a personality trait within yourself that you feel like you need to stay hidden and you, you need to remain ashamed of yourself or identities that you hold, you hold or the way you look or whatever. It's really empowering to, to know that. It's not just you, it's actually all of us. And there's really no point when you engage in tearing yourself down and other people down you are engaging in the systems that are trying to tear everyone down and so understanding that i think gives you a perspective where you can really step away from that narrative and just be like hey you know what that's the problem i'm not the problem and then i don't know i think that that gives you a better a better headspace to like feel more confident in in putting yourself out there and being exactly who you want to be and exactly who you feel that you are because it's liberating to give your middle finger to those really messed up the systems in general even if you told someone that's like not part of the society and be like these systems are really messed up and these are the things that these the system promotes and you have the power to go against that if you want to and call out the system instead of literally just beat yourself up for not fitting into the system. Why would you not want to get on that boat? That stuff is what builds community, you know? Like that's that's like what solidarity is, is like understanding, wow, we're all being really hurt by the systems that are at play here and I'm not gonna compete with you because that's what the system wants. Like they want you to remain silent and it's not a fun thing to, to do is just to like hate on yourself, you know? Yeah, I do think that art is like community building and art for me are like, like I would say that it kind of happens simultaneously. And sometimes the community building does happen before the art is actually um, produced. It really depends on the time I meet someone and like if they end up taking part in the creation of like the projects that I work on. Like for instance, when I first moved to Portland, I met some people in one photo 
community here and I worked with several different people and, and it was fun, but I didn't feel like a sense of community really. Like a lot of the people in this, it was a group chat and a lot of people in the group chat like didn't really know each other and some of them did, but they're just, there wasn't this uh, yeah community of, of people that existed at least to, to my knowledge. And so I had fun and I was able to create individual pieces, but I was, I, I wasn't modeling with anyone else. I was just, I was doing solo projects and they, they didn't have that much conceptual development necessarily. Like it was kind of like on the fly, which was, which was totally cool. And it was a really good experience to do that stuff. But I, I've always enjoyed, like in high school, I would sometimes plan out shoots, not really extensively, but my friends and I would go out and, and put on cool outfits that looked cute together. And we would like take pictures together. And I really liked being in pictures with like other people that I cared about. Like I thought it was really fun. And so when I moved to Portland without having any really close friends, like I didn't have other people to do those projects with at all. And, and so I just was doing them kind of like just one-on-one -on -one with photographers and that was really fun. And then in the springtime of my first year living here, I kind of decided to start reaching out to people and uh, on Instagram and just kind of just start trying to meet my people, you know, cause I had met people and it, I always say that like making friends, trying to make friends is like dating. Like you just meet a lot of people and like, like, I just feel like you, you have this feeling when you meet someone and like, you know, they're your people. Yeah. And that hadn't happened to me that many times by the time it was, you know, late winter. And so I had a couple of people that I was like, okay, like consistently seeing these people, but like, there's still not this like community that I really have. And so I just really, I just kept messaging different people and people that I had never met before. And some of them had already, like I'd seen on their page that they're into photography. So, you know, if, if that was the case, I'd be like, hey, do you want to shoot or something like that? But throughout the winter and spring of 2019 I just met a lot of people hung out with a lot of people and the people that I really liked and felt like they were my people like I kept in contact with them and then I just like I I like bringing people together and like I just then I would plan you know gatherings at my apartment where I would just invite all these people that I really liked and they none of them knew each other and then uh, my friends that I had made that ha literally had no experience or no connections in the realm of photography, like they were like, oh, like that's cool that you're doing that. And then they would come on to projects and they really liked doing it. And we just kind of like built this like big friend group community of people that really enjoyed working on photo projects and, and also just hanging out with each other. And I just feel like ever since then it's been it's been a nice like way to just continue to meet people because like I'll meet someone and if I just kind of like really like their vibe, I'll just be like, Hey, like we have this group shoot coming up. Like if you're interested in, in joining, like you should come. And then, and like so many people, like I've met a lot of people at, at my school that like 
probably have never really done much photo work stuff and they they come and they like doing it and then they they keep coming and it's just it's like super fun my exposure to social media and stuff compared to a lot of other gen z people who are younger than me is like very different like i would say that like I'm maybe one of the last years of people who didn't have like this social media explosion. I mean, you know, I learned cursive and we didn't have iPads when I was in school. Like we, it was still like, we started getting, people started getting cell phones that were my age, usually like in middle school, like seventh or eighth grade. Whereas like now, you know, you're, you're in elementary school and you have an iPhone. If I could put my brain into like someone who's like a freshman in high school now, I would say that their experience is probably, or like my experience would be way different if I was like a freshman now with the level of technology and like social media that exists. First of all, I would describe like most of the images that I work on, like regardless of the photographer who takes them, is just being kind of like a color explosion on people's bodies. <laughs> My favorite styling era is like the late 60s to the 70s, like end of the 70s probably. And that's a lot of my wardrobe and I style with my literal wardrobe, you know, cause I don't, I don't have like some budget to just have like my styling clothes and then my normal person, like my styling clothes are my everyday clothes. And most of those clothes are really colorful. And so, and I love color in general, like color has always been something that I'm really drawn to. And I like messing around with like primary rainbow colors and like pat like more of like the pastel color scheme as well. I usually do like some shoots where they're more primary colored based and then some that are more like pastel. I don't know if pastel is like the technical term for that, but like, you know, the like instead of instead of reds I do pinks and like yeah. instead oh. of like that primary greens I do more of like lime greens, you know, like that. Totally. Yeah. I love 70, like vintage fashion in general. I love it. And it also very much aligns with my ethics of using like all sustainable, like secondhand clothing to style. Like I don't, I don't want to contribute to like the fast fashion industry. It all like aligns, you know, well with the, what I like uh, in terms of how things look and, and like my ethics. And so it's just a win-win in my opinion. If I were to describe a group photo, I would say that most shoots have a pretty diverse range of different looking people. I like to include short people, tall people. I mean, I like to include whoever wants to be included, you know? And so yeah, yeah. the people that show up, like every time it's different and, but our community is like quite diverse. Some of them are professional models who are signed to agencies and they do fit into um, traditional beauty standards, but we, but then like there are plenty of people who are just like they have never done modeling before they're in, in their entire lives. Totally. So yeah, I, I mean, it, it just goes back to like including whoever wants to be included. Yeah, I, I just try to be as inclusive as possible, honestly. I think that everyone looking at content deserves to see things that see images with people in them that they can relate to and that 
they can look at and be like, wow, that could be me, you know? Cause like, I think that when you're growing up, you feel so detached from mainstream media. Like I just remember like as a kid and I'm, you know, I'm a white, thin bodied, middle-class cis red woman, you know, like someone who sees me and be like, oh, that's like just a cis white woman, you know? And, but even, even as the, with the identities I hold that are represented in um, the media, I still grew up being like, oh, like those are the models, you know, like you just, you don't feel like they're just a separate category of people. Like, oh, they're a model, you know, like it's just, like if I walked into an agency, they would probably like a regular mainstream agency, they would probably just be like, yeah, no, bye. You know, that's not something to harp on yourself for. That's, yeah. that's society's issue. That's not, that's not our body's issue. You know, I think that what is represented in the media should be something that feels relatable. Like you can see, like, I, I want to be looking at advertisements and be like, Oh, that's cool. Like if I ever decided I wanted to walk down the path of modeling, like I could do that. That's tangible because like some people want to do modeling and they may never get the chance to because like they only have access to trying to get into an agency and the agencies are in alignment with the status quo of only allowing for a very specific body type and you know like with specific features and whatever that like fit into that category of who's represented and it's like that's that just shouldn't be the reality with my process I like I don't have a structure for figuring out like the way in which I want to go about each project but A lot of source of my inspiration is usually just the clothing that I have. Like, I'm really into styling. And then I also think about ways that people can can look interesting together with outfits and in a specific location. And I don't, like, I just, I don't like to come up with, like, a specific shot list or... And I I come up with like outfits to a certain extent, but honestly, a lot of times I just, I like, I, I, and I know the color scheme in my head or I have like some sort of idea, but I just pack a bunch of clothes with me and then just kind of like figure it out as it go, as we go. Like when we actually all meet up together to get clothing and makeup on and then like we choose a location and then we just kind of like let whatever happens happen and I don't have like a specific goal with like trying to get this published in this specific place or like, you know, I don't really have any expectations of quote unquote making it or anything like that. Like, you know, my goal is really just to to make the art and have fun doing it. I would say that like, it's really good to start off with the, like the skill that draws you to that medium in the beginning. You don't have to look, like it can be very intimidating to look at a, a very skilled person who has taken a lot of time to curate their style and produce like, these images with a very high production value. And if you're just starting off and you're like, oh, you know, I like taking photos. You go on Instagram or whatever, like you go on the internet and you see these images and you're like, oh my God, like that, 
the that like the production value of that is just unbelievable. I I want to do that, but then it can be really discouraging because you just started off as taking photos, like you're looking at these photographers who have amazing equipment, like they're shooting in studios, they have an amazing team behind them, but all of that stuff isn't very salient when you just look at an image. Like you don't really understand all of the things that have gone into that and all of the years of practice that person has had. And so if you have a specific skill, like if you are like, I'd like to style some, like I'd like to, I'd like to start off with taking part in these and I, I'm in, interested in the fashion aspect of it or I'm interested in the shooting aspect of it or I'm interested in the concept development aspect because I have so many cool ideas and I don't know how to bring them to life. Or you might be interested in being in them like as a model. I'd say that like you have to start working with people who have the skills that you need but even if those people like don't have necessarily like the the highest quality skills or like the most perfected skills and you have to be okay with that like there's definitely been a lot of photographers that i've worked with like earlier on in kind of like my journey into this world where i didn't take on any creative director role really and in general, it was just more relaxed, the whole vibe around it and the skills weren't as refined. So the finishing product was just kind of like, okay, like this is cool. And at the time, I think it's exciting. And each time you make something where there's, it's more thoughtful, it's like you've gone to kind of the next level and you, you keep getting more mesmerized by what you're creating. And you're just like, wow, like this is, this is really cool. Or I remember even when I was kind of, still new to this world as a model and kind of stylist. One of my best friends, Hannah, she she and I started shooting together in San Diego. She she lives up in Bellingham. She she's kind of in the photo community there. And she had some work on her page with the the gel lights. And I remember seeing that picture on her page before I had ever even worked in a studio like I explained to her like how cool that was and and then like fast forward to now it's like I've worked with gels so many times and if someone said to me that hadn't really gotten into this world yet like oh my god like that picture is so cool like if they were really moved by it I probably would brush it off too you need to not look at a really curated image with super high production value and be comparing your own stuff to theirs like it's just you it's no art is comparable in general but especially if you're a new artist in a in a specific medium like you just can't compare your stuff to like anyone else's art but especially super refined art that is very professional because you'll get discouraged so i would say that like start working with a lot of different people. It's okay if you have images that come out or like that are produced from people you work with early on that you don't love. Like there have been plenty of shoots I've gotten back, especially earlier on where I'm just like, I look back at now, maybe I was excited about it then or somewhat excited about it, but I look back now and I'm like, ugh, like 
oh, like I just, and that, and that's fine. You know, like I'm so grateful for all that experience I had because it helped me with that experience. I, that wasn't necessarily quote unquote, my style. It helped me develop my style, you know? Like you just have to be super flexible with what you create. And if it feels good, like it's in a, it, it's your style if it feels good. And what I created back then was my style at the time. And it helped me have a more clear path or a clear understanding of what I wanted to continue to create and what I wanted to kind of leave, you know, and, and move on from. You, the more you work with people, like the the more you'll be exposed to different types of artists and you you find the artists that you work really well with and then you just keep working with them. And that's kind of like the case of me. Like I've, find, I've found that I produce the best work with people who I have like good chemistry with and continuously work with because we have that solid foundation and understanding and trust with each other. And I never have to worry leaving a shoot with someone who I really enjoy and have a previous experience with. I, I don't have to worry about the final product. It's like I, like, I know that I'll get them back and I'll love them. When you're starting out and working with different artists and um, just trying to develop your ideas, you're going to be working with people who likely have a similar skill set as you. And you're not gonna necessarily like love all of the all of the images or whatever art medium it is, but specifically in photography, you're not going to love all of the outcomes of what you work on with those people because every artist works differently. Every artist has a different style, like editing style, you know, communication style and all that stuff. And you're not going to mesh well with everyone. And, and that's in the same way when you're trying to make friends or dating people or trying to find a place to live. Like you're not going to like everything. And that's something you just have to accept. Through that, you will find the people that you do mesh well with and continue to work with them. And the art that you produce is likely going to continue to get better and better. Or if you see that work and you're like, eh, it's just, it's not really, it's not really, it doesn't really have potential in my opinion. Then you can be grateful for that experience and just move on and and you have a clear, more clear understanding of what you don't really want to be creating, you know? Yeah, I would say that I had this idea for a really long time to do a rainbow-themed shoot where each person was in a monochrome outfit. It ended up falling through. And so fast forward to like three or four months later i was uh actually explaining this idea to mandy mm-hmm. so yeah we shot that project and mm-hmm. and it ended everything ended up working out so perfectly though and like 
the images like were really amazing and I and so I just feel like that was I, I fully creatively directed that and and styled it and and brought on all the people and so I felt like that was like a big game changer for me and like kind of like figuring out like what I want to do with the art I make and my potential with like creating projects like that and I don't know I feel like that was just a big moment for me to understand that like what we can create when we all bring our skills together is really amazing all of these projects for the most part um are passion projects and like no one's making money no one is getting paid um it's literally just for the love of art and I am terrified that I'll be in a position where I don't have the time to do that and also like feed myself and like live under a roof and that is super terrifying to me because I I am like a like I plan a lot of the things you know like I I carry a lot of weight in the projects that I work on and I love doing that like you know like it's so fulfilling to me and there's nothing I want in return from people, you know? And and that goes completely against, like, I don't want to charge people to be part of it. Like that's, yeah. that's against, that's, that's, that goes against like the idea of the art that I'm making, you know? And so, yeah, I think it, it's, Figuring out ways to make it work is still something I struggle with when I think about like the future and I'm just like, how can I do this and still work on all these passion projects and also like be, but be able to do this so that I can like live and not have to work a nine to five job that really doesn't feel fulfilling to me and then, and, but just be thinking about doing shoot stuff and like like not not being able to be there mentally in a job that I'm getting financially supported from but my head is gonna be in the space of okay what's the next project like in the future I I imagine like continuing to do this this type of photo work but I'm still trying to figure out how I can make it work and it's just like it turns into this like whirlpool of like what if what if what if and so I just try to I try to take like one step at a time and just be like okay like I just got to keep working on what feels right and what feels good and I have noticed that like the more I do all this work and and work on shoots and stuff like I get more job opportunities as like a freelance artist. And so just here and there, there are different like brands that have reached out to me, seeing my page on Instagram and being like, hey, I like your style, like, can we work together? And so those opportunities are amazing and I'm really grateful for them, but there is no way at this point in time, if at the rate of those opportunities coming, like that's not something to survive off of. Definitely intrigues me, but working, like relying on being a freelancer gives me a lot of anxiety because of the instability. And so I'd be more interested in either starting my own brand where I'm, you know, like basically, I mean, it would be a business, but like with other people, not just by myself mm-hmm. and being able to to manage the things that I like managing, you know, like use my skills to the, to the brand's advantage. Mm -hmm. And then 
other people that are part of the project would use their skills and then, you know, hopefully it would be successful or being brought on to an, a brand or company or something that likes and trusts my visions and gives me creative control and it, but something that's more stable, you know? Future Prairie is sponsored by ADX Art Design Exchange, a collective of artists supporting artists. They have sanitized studio spaces available for working artists in Portland, Oregon, and they just launched Art TV, a free weekly art show on IGTV. You can visit their website, artdesignexchange.com, for more information and follow them on Instagram at ADX Portland. We're very grateful for their support. Losing access to money from in-person events and ticket sales has been pretty devastating for our organization. We've canceled our in-person programming and moved everything online because of the pandemic. If you're able to donate to support these efforts, please consider making a contribution via Venmo at FuturePerry, SquareCash, our cash tag is FuturePerry, or through PayPal at FuturePerry at gmail.com. Thank you to our production assistant and sound engineer, Matt Larimer, for his help in putting this episode together. If you have any questions or feedback about this show, feel free to reach out at futureprairie.com or message us on social media at futureprairie.